I have a little story to tell you about Abraham. Now, you might have not attended Sunday school, but you still might know who Abraham was. He was an OG, a legend of faith, commonly and deservedly called the father of faith. Although I would argue that that title should have gone to Noah. I mean, there had never been rain on earth or any example of anyone before Noah who had faith in God. Yet, when God spoke about sending a storm to earth, Noah went and built an entire ark and went calling male and female species of animals. I can't imagine how crazy it all looked, but now that I think about it, Noah might have messed it up with the whole incest thing. Yeah, some of you are probably like, what? Incest in the Bible? Yep, Game of Thrones got nothing on them. I mean, the Old Testament, they were all kinds of right. All right, let me leave that alone. Hello, my name is Lola Day, and you are listening to The Self-Dev Journey. My intent with this space is to serve you with helpful tools as you journey towards your evolution, towards self-discovery and self-mastery. God's Word is the base of our foundation as we go through episodes filled with lessons from stories and experiences on which we will build our paths. Are you ready? actually want to tell you about. It's found in Genesis chapter 20. Abraham is called the father of faith because he literally packed up and left his home, his hometown, and his family because God told him to do so. No plan, no destination, no idea how long it would take, just vibing on God's promises that he will make him the father of many nations and he will give him descendants. Essentially, the whole earth would be his descendants. That was the promise. Now, apart from how wild that sounds, note that at that point, and with all this confidence that Abraham had, with this confidence level of being a father to nations, he and his wife, Sarah, had a total number of exactly zero children. Yet God gives him this promise and he believes it. That's the craziest part, that he believes it, which is why he's stepping out and going from city to town from country to place, with no specific destination. This is where we find Abraham in Genesis 20. He enters a certain place called Negev. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he feels so intimidated by them that he is scared that they will kill him because he has a beautiful wife. And so he announces to everyone that cares to hear that Sarah, his wife of decades, is his sister. Man must have been walking around like, Sister Sarah, have you seen my sister Sarah? Like every sentence in public had to have been, Sarah, my sister, because he was a foreigner and that word spread pretty quickly. Now, he was in the land that God promised him. Take note that he was going without a particular destination. He had no idea where his destination was, but he had guidance. God was his guidance. So he was there because God had promised him that land. He was there because he believed that promise, yet he was so scared that he'd be killed by the promise that he took preventive measures to save his life. What happens when faith and fear collide? 
What happens when you know that God gave you the miracle of that job, that relationship, that marriage, that opportunity? Or maybe you begin on a new path of education, business, a new city. But what is required of you to make this thing work is literally threatening your sanity and your life as you know it. This is when the imposter syndrome starts to flirt with you. Those thoughts that go, who do you think you were to attempt this? Nah, this wouldn't work, so let's revert back to our regularly scheduled program. Anxiety starts to suggest a backup plan for you, just in case this one doesn't work. But deep down inside you, there is no plan B for you. There's no other way for you. You've seen the signs. God has told you. You have the gut feeling. Your intuition has screamed it. God has told you and promised you in several ways. But maybe it was years ago and now the effect of that revelation is wearing off. But you still know that it was God. Or maybe somebody else has begun doing what you wanted to do and you feel like it's too late for you. No, it's not. First of all, there is no plan B for you. We are the ones who make plan B for God's plan. God did not create a backup plan in place just in case you mess up. You are the only one with your fingerprint. You are unique to the strands of your hair. Not even your identical twin, if you had one, not even your identical twin is a plan B for you. I was listening to a sermon by Sarah Jakes Roberts. That's my mentor via Instagram, okay? And she said, your gift is behind your enemy. That was an aha moment for me. There's a saying that goes, no pain, no gain. So what that means is that the pain is just a doorman. You have to fight to get to the gain or to the glory. I prefer to use glory. To get to the glory that sits behind feeling dumb every time you have to do a big presentation or submit a project or write a project. The pain is just a doorman. To get to the glory that sits behind that craziness at your job. To get to the glory that sits behind that failure after failure in relationships or in business. Come on, here is your self-help part. At first, this pain we're referring to seems like a huge giant, so you have to gear up. What you have done before, what have you done before in a season you grew into? Recycle it. Don't let any of your past sufferings waste. For me, sometimes I've had to become another person. I've had to change my habits. I've had to change my mindsets. Sometimes my indulgences, social media, alcohol, whatever it is. Other times, I've had to be still and do absolutely nothing but watch and pray. Assess your situation. What do you need to enter the battlefield? Therapy? Fasting? Cutting down phone time? Being a little more quiet? Or speaking up a little more often? Compact, loaded with all your ammunition because the fear of failure and imposter syndrome are relentless roaches. They never die. They come along with you to every growth season. So there is no getting over them. Every time you grow into something, they are there waiting for you 
once that initial joy and excitement of overcoming has worn off and you have another mountain to climb, they will be right there at the foot of that mountain waiting for you and you have to gear up again and repeat the cycle. Now back to Abraham's story. In the end, Negev was a territory that Abraham eventually gained dominion over. At the end of Genesis chapter 20, Abraham was a landowner, a land of his choice in Negev and 1,000 pieces of silver richer. Remember, initially he was scared to death, but he allowed faith to live there in the fear with him. He did not turn back. He and his wife could have turned their backs and been like, deuces, these people look scary. This place looks scary. I am not going to do it. I need my life. I need my wife. I'm out of here. But he was sure God said that this place, this was the place. This was his place. So he went scared, stayed there scared. And used whatever survival tactic he could use to stay where God promised to him. And God showed up and showed out just like he will for you. It is always my deepest honor sharing your space with you. Thank you for your likes, your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews. Now, if you haven't yet, please take a few seconds to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It really helps get the message out there. So until I come your way next time, stay blessed. I love you.